This past week, I've been thinking a lot about faith in in my life and and how things have gotten to be where they are in in my life and and I thought of a lot of different experiences that that I've made and 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 just thinking about the actual gift that it is for us in in our life faith as as a gift and I want to read from Ephesians chapter 2 starting with verse 8 just a few a few verses Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is a gift of God not of works lest any man should boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them I've read up to including verse 10. So, faith is not something we come up with on our own, um, nor is it something that we're, we're born with, uh, uh, nor is it a result of our diligence of studying uh, and being in the pursuit of uh, of of spiritual uh, uh, of spiritual things um, here the apostle paul makes it clear that faith is a gift from god not because we deserve it um, have earned it or are worthy to have it um, but yet our faith is increased over over time and some of it might be through actual experiences. Um, but the Bible also says that faith comes by hearing the word of God. You know, we could pray all day long and still not have faith. We must listen to the word of God. That's what produces faith. Based on verse 8 that we that we read here, um, it clearly says that it's a gift from God. And yet we're saved by grace through faith. When I look at my personal life, I see that faith was given to me well before I was saved. And it didn't come through, uh, and it, it did come through hearing of the word of God with this body of believers, you know, and and reading of the word of God. I also began testing my faith at a very young age, and God was gracious and responded in ways that allowed me to grow. Um, 
I've thought many times, how do you explain to somebody when God is telling you something to do in your life and that you can actually completely believe that, to have that faith that that is God speaking to you? And I don't know how to answer that. I can only say that I've had to learn it in my life through through little things and through big things, but through many different instances, but a lot of it through hearing the Word of God. Hearing the Word of God, including reading the Word of God. But it's not just from reading the Word of God. God doesn't talk to us like like man does. It's man makes promises and many times never keeps it. You can't trust the word of man, but you can trust the word of God. God's word is true. It's everlasting. There is nothing in these holy scriptures that isn't true or that won't be fulfilled, or hasn't been fulfilled. You can always trust the Word of God. That's why faith is based on the Word of God, because it's a sure thing. It's a solid foundation. The Bible says, heaven and earth and pass away, but the Word of God will endure forever. God is a source of all faith. The Bible says in John 1, just to make sure I don't get it wrong. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then in the 14th verse of the same chapter, it says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, and the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. God created the heavens and the earth by the word of faith. The same word became flesh, was named Jesus, Jesus Christ. Jesus was the visible fulfillment of the word of God. Jesus was the love of God, the mind of God, and the faith of God and the truth of God. Wherever Jesus walked, the word walked. Trusting in hearing Jesus was putting faith in his word. When Jesus spoke and the word went forth and produced faith in the hearers. So when Jesus walked, that was Hearing the word of God. Today we hear the word of God in many different different ways. It can be through the preaching. It can be um, through the uh, reading. We have the scriptures. A lot of us are, or probably all of us, are literate today. So how does how does it apply to our very lives? To my life. It's pretty clear on the importance to hear 
the Word of God. That also includes, of course, reading. How many times are we reminded that our, reminded that our lives at times may be the only word that some people ever hear? We've heard it in, in different forms of statements, but people watch us. People see us. Um, they hear us. Um, do we share the word of God whenever we have the opportunity to do so? Um, but even more than that, when they see how we live our lives, what do they see? Sometimes it's not about preaching the Word of God or even sharing the, directly the Word of God. Or, or, or sometimes we think, that's somebody else's gift. That's not me. Um, I made an experience one time in, uh, in Ghana, Africa, and uh, it was actually Brother... Werner that was traveling with me that particular time, and uh, and Brother Werner, one of the evenings when we were talking together, just asked me if if when we got back home, if I'd be willing to have a sermon at church here at home in Kitchener, just once. And I remember very clearly my response to him. I very. Um, Definitely said to him, no way, not a chance. And, you know, I was convicted immediately about how quickly that I responded to him in that way. Because I didn't even take the time to pray about it. I just knew that that wasn't my gift. And I still know that's not my gift. Believe me, I'd much, much rather not be standing up here. Um, but that's not where it ended. It was about a year later. I was back in Ghana visiting the brothers there. This time I had no minister with me. And believe me, it's much nicer traveling when you have a minister when somebody needs to preach once in a while. But So the brothers asked me to share of the word of God. Of course, I was really quickly reminded of what I said to Brother Warner. And I said to him in a, in a little nicer way and uh, said, you know, I, I'm not a preacher back home. I, there's others that do that job. I have, I have other gifts. That's, that's not my gift. And, uh, and so he asked me a few questions. He asked me, he says, well, are you a born-again Believer, I said, yes, of course I am. And then he asked me, well, do you love what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you? I said, yeah, of course. And he asked me a few other questions, and he says, would you ever share about what Christ is doing in your life today with others around you? And I said, yes, when I have... The opportunity presents itself. And he just looked at me and he says, well, we're not asking you to do anything other than that. 
you already do everything that you've just admitted that you do. Needless to say, I kind of ran out of excuses. Um, And, you know, that applies to every single one of us in, in, in the same way. Whether it's standing up here, whether it is with our children, whether it is with our neighbors, our co-workers, whatever the circumstance might be. But we can always, always share about our faith and share about the Word of God because this Word is the truth. And we know it. We live it. Some a little bit differently than others, but we live it, and we know this truth. And we always go back to this truth. And God, through that, and through our experiences, God increases our faith. I've had times where where I know that I completely believe in what I pray and I know that the Lord hears. But there's times that we can question our our belief. There's times that we can question um, even though, through all the experiences that we've made, I had one time where um, I, I was in I was in Florida. It was Diana was getting treatments in Florida at the time, and I would come back about once a month during those treatments to look after things at home, and. And the very first day that I was back, I ended up uh, going to my brother's office, and we were going to have a, a, a prayer meeting together. And I believe Brother Fred Weinhardt actually joined us on the phone uh, with that prayer meeting. And we were just finished, and my brother got a, a, a phone call, and I could tell it wasn't good whatever was being talked about on the phone. And um, and when he got off the phone, he shared with me that there was a bad accident on the one job site and that it was my son, Kyle, that was injured. Um, that he got hit with a, a steel beam that fell from quite a distance, landed on his head. And they were rushing him to the hospital. Um, needless to say, I asked to borrow one of the company vehicles pretty quickly and to drive down to the hospital, which was uh, over an hour away. And, but you know, what I found myself doing on that drive down to St. Catharines was I was mad at God. I was literally mad at God. And I would talk out loud while I was driving, and I said, Lord, I pray to you every single day and ask you to look after the safety of my boys. 
And I know that you do. But how is this you looking after the safety of my boys? And I struggled with that all the way down on the drive. And it's definitely not one of the better moments of my life. But, you know, I got to that hospital and they were just bringing Kyle out of a full body CAT scan and, and things and uh, the doctors were going to be reviewing it and he, he was talking and everything. There was, didn't seem to be a real issue and, uh, and the doctor came in and he's and he says to Kyle, well, somebody was definitely watching over you today. And he said, because we just reviewed this, the scan, and it's as if you never got hit. There's nothing there. And, and yet there was eyewitnesses that saw the incident happen. Few minutes after the uh, after the doctor had left, um, all of a sudden, uh, Kyle's eyebrows just kind of shot straight out, like they it just came straight out. It looked really freakish, and so of course I ran for the nurse and I said, "Hey, something's something's happening and stuff," and she just came over there and said, "Oh yeah, that's the adrenaline starting to wear off, kind of thing." Gave him a little shot of something, and uh, a few minutes later, it just kind of started looking normal again. And you know, and I drove back with Kyle. He was let out of the hospital. He had to be watched for overnight for a concussion and things. He had nothing. He didn't even have a concussion. But on that drive back, boy, the voice of the Lord was admonishing me pretty severely, asking me, you know, you think I couldn't handle this? Um, you know, here I was blaming God on the way down, but he had, he had it in his hand the whole time. Um, it was an opportunity for others to be able to see that God does watch over us. Maybe it was Kyle that needed it for in his life. But it increased my faith. Even though I had that weak moment of blaming God, questioning God, being upset with God, um, and yet in such a dramatic way, he was able to show me that he's in control. All the time. We just need to believe. We just need to completely trust in Him. You know, there's a lot of examples of faith practiced in the scriptures. Faith was at Jericho. When Israel marched, the trumpets blew, the people shouted, the walls fell, all by faith. Faith brought the victory. Faith was at the Red Sea. Israel cried, the sea opened, Israel marched, and the people were saved. 
All by faith. Faith gave the deliverance. Faith was at Mount Carmel. Elijah challenged the false prophets of Baal by faith. Faith was there being practiced by man of God. The altar was rebuilt, the sacrifice laid, the prayer said, all by faith. Faith brought the results and faith brought the victory. We can go through all of Hebrews chapter 11 to uh, the chapter of, uh, of faith. You can read that at your own uh, time. We don't have the time to go through it. In my own life, I have made many experiences with God through hearing the word, seeing the word, being fulfilled, and seeing prayers being answered. I believe that faith leaves a trail of miracles wherever it goes. And that's what I've experienced in my life. One thing that I've learned is that my faith is only increased when I follow what God is convicting me of and completely put aside my own rationale and feelings. The only thing that these convictions can never contradict is the word of God, but rather needs to be supported by the word. How do we practice our faith in our life? I'm going to share one other quick thing that I went through one time, and this is probably about, I don't know, 10 years ago. And through sitting here in the benches, uh, through many different sermons and messages, I was convicted to sell my shares that I had in a company that uh, that I was part owner of at the time and and it was confirmed with my reading in the word and finally I ended up sharing that conviction with Diana cuz I never made any big moves in my life without involving Diana and making sure that we both had the same conviction. This one was a little bit different because all the professionals told me, wrong time to do this. Things were just getting good in the company. The company was just starting to make money in a way you didn't have to reinvest everything and and things like that. And from the accountants to the lawyers... Diana and I, when we talked about it, she actually said to me, she says, on this one, I don't share your same conviction. But, she said, but I can support you 100% with whatever the Lord's asking you to do. And it's through that faith of knowing that 
of exactly what God was telling me to do in my life. And I followed through with it. And God has blessed my life so many times over in so many different ways um, for, for being obedient to him at that time. Um, it was... Um, it was a major decision. It was a difficult thing, especially when everybody else is telling you that it's not the best move for you. But, but God's word and, and God knows the best for each and every one of us. It doesn't mean that same thing was for somebody else to do. It was for me specifically. We need to know when we hear the word of the Lord speaking to us. But not just know it. We need to do it then. I'm sure there's many other times that the Lord had tried to speak to me in different ways. And I didn't, lose, and I didn't listen. And I don't know what I've missed out in because of that. You know, even John the Baptist was cast into prison, prison, and he was a forerunner of Christ. His mission couldn't be complete until Christ appeared on the scene, even though John had baptized Christ. Um, you know, and he sent disciples to even ask, go and uh, ask Jesus, um, you know, Art thou he that should come, or we look for another? Or are you the word of God made flesh? Are you the light of the word? Are you the faith of the world? And Jesus responded to to them that John could have the assurance that the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached unto them. John needed that assurance before, before he, he could finish his, feel that his mission was complete. Our feelings don't overcome anything. It's our faith, our faith in God and his word. Where is your faith at? Where is my faith? You have it. I have it. It's a gift from God. Let's let others see our faith. 